your child and all of your children and thousands of other children, Jewish children, have had a life that you know nothing about. They were hurt in ways that you may not even know. They were suffering in ways that you cannot even understand. Most of them were traumatized and hurt and damaged as children. Children, five, six, seven, eight. And struggled because of the damage. Now, if this was physical and a child was hit by a bike at seven years old, God forbid, every little pain, they say, ow, my ankle, ow, this. Parents are there for them. We understand their pain. We know where it's coming from. They're not alone. But our kids that are hurt by by abuse and trauma, um, parents don't understand what it is. Sometimes they don't even know what it is. Why, why is my kid have ADD? A lot of ADD, ADHD, ODD, all of this stuff. A lot of it is the cause of trauma. So they're struggling in, in so, with so much and they can't even, and they're little and they can't even process it and they can't even share it. And then they get blamed. How come you're so lazy? Come on, everyone else got ready. Put your shoes on. Come on, go do this, do that. Well, well, get up in the morning. A lot of them can't get up in the morning because they don't sleep. They don't fall asleep. They have nightmares. They twist and turn. They, they don't have manucha. They have no manucha. So they've gone through so much, like horror. Horror. That if it was us, we'd be on medication, going to therapy, having breakdowns, speaking to people, being able to express it. And we're adults and, and we're, we're fully cooked. Our brains, is like a chal, it comes out of the oven. It's, but while it's being baked into their personality, so many home sweet home kids told me, you think that the reason that I, was, I, w- I wasn't able to concentrate or I didn't enjoy school anymore, could it be because I was molested, being molested at, at, when I was seven? They don't even realize that that's why they became shy or, or have shame or feel guilty or feel bad or have low self-esteem. They don't even know where this is coming from. And, and, and therapists also many times, many, many times don't even put the two together and they deal with the symptom instead of the root. And psychiatrists are not, they're not prophets. They're not Nevi'im. You come in, you say, you have a headache. I give you Tylenol. You come back in a month. You still have a headache. I'll give you two Tylenol. Doesn't work. I'll try Advil. That's what they do with medication. And very often, these are headaches and breakdowns and anxiety and social anxiety and all kinds of depression is really at the source. Something happened five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago, sometimes 20 years ago. There are 40 and 50-year-olds who are breaking down now because of what happened in their childhood. And they somehow kept it together and they're depressed and they're and that's coming out now. So they've gone through so much in their life that you'll never under, understand, never fathom. And then we watch them fall apart. And we see them struggling with struggles that we never will understand. You never struggled with snorting Xanax, I hope. Or should I do just weed or should I try cocaine? Because it's like much more numbing to my brain than weed. Or... And, and then all of their decisions that they make, which very often they're making the best decision out of their choices that they have, but we don't know their other choices. So we just see, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? So then they get the criticism of the community and the world. And as they disintegrate Hashem Yerachim, because they were stabbed by somebody else who's getting shishi and shul or who's married with kids and living life. And, and, and that now they get condemned and criticized. Look down upon. 
They are less than. They're the bad apple. They're the black sheep. They're not as good as their brothers and sisters. And usually they're the most smart and sensitive out of everyone and with the most potential. And it's those sensitive souls that break down even more and they can't take it. So we judge them and they feel judged and they're hypersensitive. So they feel judged when they go outside and someone says, they feel constant pain, constant pain for years. And now you start a TP and now you have a, a, a child that is opening up to you. And now you're in tremendous pain hearing her struggles or his struggles. And you're, you're like, your hair is like standing up. It's like, my child is struggling with, with sexual identity. My child is struggling whether they're straight or not. My child is struggling with, with using drugs, with sleeping around, with all, and, and they're sharing with you. And, and, and this is what's making you crazy because, of course, it's horrible. And this is the least horrible part of their life. This is the result of the result of that they've been, they've been struggling for years. You'd be dead by now if you knew from the beginning every nightmare that they had. Every time they twist and turn, every time they didn't eat, every time they didn't sleep, every time they felt pressured to do something that they couldn't do. And now it's like, oh my God, this is, this is horrible. And it is horrible. It's horrible. It's the most painful thing in the world. Our parents, in a way, are in more pain than the parents that are angry at their kids and throwing them out. Because you see your sweet, beautiful kid so broken so broken and you feel their pain because you're not you're not hating them you're loving them so you're feeling their pain and you're carrying their pain and and you're going to feel like you need to shoot up and do cocaine because it is so painful so the two things that you need to know is number one as you're going through this Would you prefer your child to go through all of this journey without having parents? Because that's your only choice. The parents not doing TP for the most part are not part of their parents' journey. Never will be. Never will be. Like the parents who told their son, when people come, tell them that you're you're with the movers when they moved into a a new location. And he's not at home anymore. Or, or all the other, most of the parents of struggling kids are not, either they're not feeling their kids' pain because they're angry at them or they, or they rejected them so the kids moved away. And even the ones not in TP who will say, yeah, we get along, we have a nice relationship, but these kids aren't comfortable enough to share. So the kid, your child, is struggling with, I don't know if I want to be a boy or a girl, and they can't share it with their parents. They're struggling with, like every, every parent says, yeah, I want my kids to, I want to be there for my kids. And they should always share anything with me. From, you know, like, like which yeshiva are you going to go to and which lunch you want to have and what diet you want to go on. But this is like the times a million important. And no, they're not, they have nobody to share it with. So that's the part that's up to you. I had so many parents that came to me and said, I have a, very good relationship with our kid. And it turned out that, yes, very, very amicable. How are you doing? Good morning. I love you. Hug. Good night. No depth. Kid would not open up about anything. The kid is going through years of a whole life that parents don't even know about. 
So TP parents, you're choosing to be a part of the journey by not by by doing TP, the whole thing with the gifts and the proving your love, the taking out the knives, which is crucial and critical, the non-judgment that is not just in words, but is in your heart. Because they know right away before you open your mouth, if you're with me or you're against me. They know as soon as they see me, they know I don't judge them. They know that. My kids always say, how do they know? How do they know? Why do they always gravitate towards you? They know before somebody opens their mouth whether this soul, this nefesh, is judgmental or not. So we're doing this whole thing, learning about trauma. And the more you learn about trauma, the less pain you have over the other stuff that is a result of trauma and the more understanding you have. And then you look at them differently. You emote differently. They feel My mom, she gets me. My dad, he really understands me. I feel safe. These are the words, safe. I feel safe around these people sitting on a couch with watching a movie with them or whatever I do. I just feel safe in their company instead of feeling safe with the drug dealers on the street. I feel safe on the street with the kids who were thrown out of home. That's where they usually feel safe because everybody understands me. Nobody looks at me and goes, Nobody. So I feel safe on the street. Our kids are feeling, you're, you're in a tug of war. We want them to feel safe. There's nothing you could say or do that I am going to judge you. I am with you, and it comes from a lot of self-worth, self-work. And that's what the Nesiva Shalom said. The Nesiva Shalom, 20 years ago, he was Nifter. He wrote this maybe 40 years ago. He said, a recipe when you see a child or a young adult that he's starting to go off, right? You catch them with the iPhone. You see that the dress is miraculously shrinking on her and it's, it's rising over the knee and things are happening and changing and the child is is lishchitut, starting to get corrupted, your beautiful holy child that you raised and put in $200,000 of tuition money into, and time and effort, all of a sudden they're getting pulled. What should you do? What does he say? You should know this by heart. You've heard this from me a hundred times. It's in the manual. We should say it together as a group. Mukrachim lishlight beruach. You have to, you have to, Get control over yourself. He doesn't say, You have to put rules and boundaries on that child. You better get control over that kid. Lock the door. Say, if you're not home by 12 o'clock, I'm not letting you in. Get control over that kid as soon as you see it. He doesn't say that. He says, Get control of yourself. And do what? Do nothing. Avi, do nothing? We're supposed to just let her do this? He's giving you medicine. Mukrachim lishlait beruach. Ula oirer a love and awaken towards this child. Ahava vechemla beligvul. Love and mercy. Open it up. 
This is a 24-hour job. Look at pictures when they were young. Look at how cute they were. Have memories. And open up your heart. There's, there's a crisis happening. What do I do? So everybody runs to therapy, family therapy, clamp down on the kid. You can't come into the house unless you're wearing yarmulke. You can't come to the house until if you're not sneeze, you take away the phone, take away the phone, shut the Wi-Fi, shut the Wi-Fi. That's what everybody's doing. Says the Nesiva Shalom, no. Get a hold of yourself because there's medicine. Mukhrachim lishlight baruach. You have to get a hold of yourself and awaken within yourself love and mercy beligvul without limit. Unlimited. It's not unconditional love. Unlimited, endless love. Ula'ir e love ahava bechemla beligvul ayyaser. Even more, even more than what you had felt towards this kid until now. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the medicine. So what are you doing? You're hearing things, crazy things. Your husband's hearing crazy things. She's opening up to you. It's your choice. Do you want to be a part of her journey? Or do you want your child to go through... To go through darkness and confusion in such core, core decisions by herself. So, get a hold of yourself. Awaken love and mercy to this kid more than before. Open those valves. Create love. That's why I'm very into gift giving. Because everybody knows Rabbi Dessler said, Really, O. Dessler said that the root of the word ahava, love, the root is have, give. When you give somebody, when you go shopping, that's why I'm very not happy that some of the fathers, they tell the mother, go shopping, get something, we'll give it together. No, go shopping yourself, dads. 50% of it should be researching it. Get excited about it. Stop off at the store. Oh, I think she's going to like that. That ahava is what we're trying to create. Having your secretary send flowers to your wife for your anniversary will not create any love within yourself. You have to do this. This is an avoidah. Get a hold of yourself and say, I'm going to be a part of my kid's journey. And it's going to hurt like hell. But look at all the other parents. They're not having this hurt. They're having the fake hurt. I'm in so much pain that for all the external stuff, you you are on your child's side and you're having real pain. The real pain that I love my kids so much and I'm so sorry for the pain and confusion that they are going through and I am never going to let go of them ever and I'm going to be there with them. And people lose that, which is so important for the child during the journey and to increase the success of the journey. This is all you can do. This is your whole job. To make them feel that they can trust you. It's your whole job. And people blow that on, please, you know, in this house, this is a religious home, and you should have respect. Even a guy knows that when you go to a restaurant, you put on a shirt, and teaching important lessons that, that just create distance, the block goes up, the wall goes up, and they lose their entire job, which is to prove to your child that I'm with you, I don't judge you. I don't, I, I, I know that inside yourself you say, Nebuch, what this kid went through, she went through, these kids went, went through more pain than anybody alive since the Holocaust, pretty much. Regular people don't go through this. And it causes this pain and confusion. They don't know. 
they can actually say, I don't know if I want to marry a boy or a girl. I mean, that's very confusing. I don't know if I want to be a boy or a girl. I mean, the, the level of confusion that's happening today, it's unbelievable. It's so sad. It's so painful that they're going through it. But you're there with her. With an olive. Mami is with you. And Aviv, fathers, you have to do just as much as the mothers. I look, you know, this, this chat, my group is only both, every call, both, both parents together. I look at other groups, moms, moms, moms. We're the fathers. We're the fathers, emotionally disconnected from this child who's struggling. That's where they are. The fathers have it much harder. We are much weaker, most men. The women are stronger. I don't know what happens in that stomach for nine months. Your connection to your kids, you will do more for them. Men are more like, you know what, I can't deal with this. We shut down. Most. Your kid's drowning. You got to man up. Man up. For the women and the men. You got to man up. You got to get control over yourself and do your job. Do your job. Get a hold of yourself and awaken more love and mercy and